Welcome to another episode of Bench Talk. I'm your host, Tom Gerrard. Uh, this week, I'm catching up with Greek artist, Bilos. How you going? Uh, hi, man. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for your invitation. No, no problem. I've been a, a long-time fan of your work. It's great to uh, be chatting with you. Oh, likewise, likewise. Ah, oh, thanks, man. So, um, so do you want to tell me uh, where you're from and uh, how you got into art? Uh, so I grew up in uh, Patras, Greece. It's the the third largest city uh, in in Greece, and um, of course, like every child, I used to draw all the time. Um, and then at about 11 years old, 12, I, I started noticing, you know, things in the streets, uh, tags and pieces and just a couple of murals in, in my city, not so many. And I started taking pictures on film. Um, and then I started copying everything, you know, just things I liked and uh, started sketching a lot. Uh, and I, I was, yeah, I was, of course, blessed that my parents was were, were always supportive and we're trying to find ways for me to just express myself. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what's um, the scene like in, in Greece? I know Athens is, is like pretty heavily bombed and everything, but um, I don't know much about graffiti in Greece. Like what, what's it like over there? Yeah. Well, um, there is of course history and there is the old school scene, but uh, right now it's booming. It's, it's also a destination for so many uh, writers to go paint, you know, whether that's trains or streets or just meeting other artists and, you know, joining festivals or, or shows. Um, but even though it's, you know, it's, it's been through uh, struggles, the country and, uh, um, you know, um, the, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, the austerity, uh, Art is, art is booming, and I guess that's common in many places where people are, um, you know, a bit oppressed and they're trying to find ways to express themselves. But uh, graffiti um, is everywhere. It's everywhere, uh, whether that's, yeah, like I said, murals or festivals or uh, street bombing. Yeah, mm. it's, it's full of graffiti. I really miss it, to be honest. Yeah. So what, um, what year did you start painting? Well, my first uh, piece uh, using a spray gun was in 2001 with some friends. Uh, yeah, we, we had started that <laughs> small crew and then one day we decided to paint a piece with uh, using spray paint. That was 2001. Yeah, it's almost 20 years ago. Yeah. And how'd that go? How was your first piece? <laughs> uh Actually, it's funny you ask because there's a story behind it. The story is that um, one of our friends uh, brought a sketch and the, um, the word was, it was one word. The word was boss, B-O-S-S. Uh, and at that time, uh, we all used to just uh, visit uh, art crimes, yeah, graffiti.org. Um, and then I discovered that it was, it was a sketch by uh, Mayor 139. <laughs> And uh, yeah, that friend, yeah, was really showing it to us as if it was his. But of course, it was too perfect, and uh, and of course, we messed it up. It's it looks horrible. I'll send you a picture, of course. Yeah, that'll be good to see. I like seeing people's first pieces. It's um, no. you know, because like with the way uh, social media is and everything, and just the internet, it's uh, it's like highlight reels. 
where it's like good to see where people start because um you know as as you go through your career I like I know I personally do if I take old old stuff down that I'm no longer happy with and um I don't know yeah. it's good to see where it all started yeah and, and I don't think anyone should be you know like ashamed of their first piece to me um yeah they're precious they're precious those first pieces yeah definitely is it was there a uh, regional style like pre-internet? Was there um, a style that was uh, typically Greece, uh, Greek? Uh, to be honest with you, I really doubt, because even then there were magazines or other ways to to see what other people do. So when I was, of course, younger, because I was not, you know, part of the first generation of writers uh, in Greece. Um, but later I realized that all the things that I used to see in magazines or most of the things or most of the pieces I would see in the streets uh, were influenced by, uh, I don't know, like France or Germany or, or even, you know, <clears throat> uh, New York um, to some extent. So I don't know about the Greek style. I think, I think maybe right now it's, it's shaping up much more than, than before. Yeah. Is the style that you paint popular in Greece? Um, I'm, not, I'm not sure about some very specific things that I like or elements or, or ways to, to paint or design letters, but uh, maybe what some people would call, you know, anti-style or ignorant style or something um, toy-like style, maybe that's popular as well. Different people, you know, prefer different things. But, um, yeah, I can say that there are, there are quite a few people that like to paint uh, more naive kind of pieces. Yeah. And, um, and like, you live in, uh, in the UK now in Norwich. Like, um, has your style uh, changed in the years that you've been living there? Or do you think, um, like, the, the core of it is uh, what, you, what you learnt from living in Greece? I think that um, yeah, there are there are a few things that I uh, maybe um, you know my style kind of developed over the years, and I've been keeping elements and and things, and you know I carry them over to you know next year and and next year. But um, it has changed, I think, um, and that also has to do with all the rest of the things that I do as a creative. Um, like uh, even the use of computer, for example, or software, but then it's translated into what you do with paint. I guess you see it as well when you work a bit digitally and then you do something with paint and you kind of, you know, the one informs the other kind of. Mm. Yeah, like I've, I've noticed uh, you do a lot of, um, what, are they, what are they called? You, um, oh, I've gone blank. Where you where you do a computer mock up of a, a piece on a wall? Oh yeah, um, I call them digital daydreams. If that's what you mean. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Um, like, how did all that come about for you? Because you said you like uh, working on the computer. Is this um, do you like do you do other styles of work on the computer, and then you also incorporate your artwork on there, or like how did that all come yeah. about? Um. Well, I came to Norwich to, uh, for my master's. It was in communication design uh, in 2014 to 2015. 
And uh, right after that, I started working as a retoucher. So, I've, I, and I still work as a retoucher full time. Um, so I've been using Photoshop a lot. Uh, and due to the lack of spots and opportunities to paint, uh, compared to where I came from, where we would just, you know, drive around uh, with a car full of paint, you know, two, three, four friends, just finding abandoned factories and painting <laughs> almost every week. Um, coming to Norwich where there are only two legal spots. And I say legal spots because, of course, people will say that if you want to paint, you, can, you will find the spots. But I prefer to paint legal or kind of like abandoned places. And I don't have a car here and I don't have um, the people to do it with as I used to. So I tried to create digital pieces and, you know, take pictures of spots I liked, but I wouldn't really paint them at night or, you know, without permission. And then I would superimpose my pieces on them just to see how it could be done or like a digital sketch, but to also, you know, sharpen my digital skills. Yeah. So you see it as a form of sketching, but do you also um, see it as a way of uh, like sort of manifesting the perfect spot, the sort of places you'd like to paint? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you never know what, what can come out of it because people might message you and say, oh, look, this looks fantastic. Like I have a, I have a place for you to paint that if you want. And it has happened. <laughs> so, yeah, I carried on. Yeah. So what uh, what... what um... What was the reason for moving to the UK? Uh, it was mainly to, um, well, my, uh, I'm from Greece and my wife is from Bulgaria and <laughs> we were in different countries. So, and we both wanted to do an MA in, you know, like design or something. So, so combining the two, uh, we decided to move to the UK together uh, six years ago. Yeah. Cool. What was your English like when you were studying? Uh, it was worse <laughs> for sure, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, in, in Greece, you, you start studying English when you're about, I don't know, now it's even earlier. I started when I was about eight years old, I think. Uh, but yeah, of course, I, I guess, I hope I have improved a lot mm -hmm. since I moved to the UK. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I speak Spanish all right, like conversationally, but I could never imagine doing a um, a degree in Spanish or something like that. It's um, uh, yeah. yeah. I just think like to be a foreigner doing a um, you know, in a in a foreign language doing a degree would be really tough. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess English is like everywhere. Uh, yeah. So you know that um, you just start using it, whether it's because you know popular culture or movies or songs or uh, in so many different countries people are influenced by um, you know whether it's um, Australia or anywhere they, they speak English you know they will influence other countries very easily I mean it's I guess harder to for someone uh, I don't start singing Greek songs right now yeah um, have you ever thought about uh, like doing graffiti using the Greek alphabet? Uh, <laughs> it's funny you ask that because um, I have. Yes, I have. Um, 
I've never been as brave <laughs> to do it. <laughs> um, but the first people that ever said that to me were, uh, were the Brazilian twins, the Ojemeos. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I, I met them in 2002, it was just after I had started painting. And um, there was this huge festival in, uh, in Greece just before the Olympics of 2004. So that was 2002 and um, there were two teams uh, on tour around Greece and um, I was 13 at the time and uh, I was uh, I met them in my city Patras and uh, I was showing them my sketchbook and we were chatting and they said yeah why don't you paint in why don't you use the Greek alphabets so so amazing and uh, you know I don't know I'm, sometimes when you when you um, use the Greek alphabet in Greece uh, whether that's uh, you know, a piece or a message in the street, you know, many people will think that um, um, you're towards the, the right end of of the, you know, politics spectrum. So I, I guess that's what, what's kind of, that's what kind of um, is holding me back from doing it. Uh, but I would like to, to try it and I have sketched things with the Greek alphabets and almost painted a piece. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's I like seeing like um you know Chinese writers do you know do pieces with Chinese characters and I oh, know I think you've just got a whole you've got a um an arsenal of an alphabet that um most graffiti writers don't have access to. Yeah. Um yeah, and I guess it's not like someone I don't think that many people uh, most of the times really see the words in my pieces. So again, it wouldn't really be a problem to, you know, switch to Greek alphabet and just in the caption just say what the the piece says. I have used Cyrillic though um, in the past, which is another... What's that? It's like, uh, you know, like Slavic, like... Eastern Europe and oh, okay. uh, Russian, that kind of alphabet. Yeah. Yeah, but the piece I had painted was in Bulgarian. So Cyrillic alphabet as well. Mm-hmm. So with, with your, uh, with, you know, with the letters you paint, do you get a lot of uh, inspiration from looking at objects? Because it's almost like you paint them as, um, as structure, structures or um, like objects on a table or the way you approach it. Yeah, <clears throat> sorry. Um, I think that has changed as well over the years. Uh, and the object thing, uh, you know, with pots or vessels or kind of like buildings, that's that's more recent. That's that's the last five years, I guess. I started incorporating, incorporating elements like, I don't know, like little buildings and then switching to making the letters themselves look like uh, objects or, yeah, like pots or vessels, like many people say to me. Um, but yeah, I do, I do. When I visit, for example, exhibitions or museums, I will take pictures of objects whose um, forms I like a lot, and then uh, I might reference them when I, when I sketch. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, because I like it's almost like they're um, 
I know. I like how you put them in in scenes, like they're almost fit in fit in a room. If you know what I mean, it's uh, or, or on a table, or you know, how we've got a horizon line, and you work from that. Yeah, um, it really it really pleases my eyes, to be honest, and my my brain when I when I see that line at the bottom, or or um, roughly around ten years ago, I started doing that. Um, that horizontal line at the bottom where, um, I don't know if you remember, uh, where uh, the first letter on, on its left and the last letter on, on its right had an arrow. So there were two arrows going uh, in opposite directions and it was all horizontal at the bottom. But then this um, became just like, um, even like, yeah, like a horizon, like you said, where there's a shadow of the piece at the bottom and then it became like a plane or like a table uh, where things um, uh, are placed on. Um, yeah, it, everything looks like really peaceful and uh, in its right place when I do that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I do it. Yeah, it's great because that, that was um, when I first came across your art, it was, in, um, it was on uh, Flickr. And yeah, um, yeah. yeah, it really stood out to me because, you know, it was during, I don't know, it was in the 2000s and everyone was putting so much colour and technique into all their pieces and it was good to see something stand out and be such flat colour with minimal line work but yet so effective. Yeah, this really um, is something I really like. And, of course, sometimes... Uh, it could have been because of, you know, budget reasons or just wanting to keep things simple. I mean, I used to paint, that you can call it wild style or just traditional graffiti uh, before I started painting in this way. But um, I started stripping uh, my pieces down, you know, no, no, um, you know, second outline, no 3D blocks, no gradient inside trying to be super um complicated so i think i think it just evolved over the years and i i started keeping elements that i really um considered essential but then after maybe this cycle was over i started you know using more color as well sometimes and i guess it's nice to have the freedom to not stick to just one thing um until it becomes, you know, like mannerism, just um, to be able to be flexible and to experiment. Mm -hmm. So I would even use more colors if I wanted to, but um, yeah, I think I would stick to a few, to fewer colors. Yeah. And where did the motivation come to um, paint so uh, stripped back um, compared to how everyone else was, was painting at the time? Like, were you, were you just... Um, trying to look for a way to stand out in the crowd or, or were you just drawn to graffiti that was a completely different to what everyone else was doing? Um, well, to be honest with you, even, even as a, you know, when I started, even when, as a teenager, I always wanted, and I guess every writer wants to just find their own style, but it's, it's so difficult to do it right from the beginning. Um, I think it's it's an ongoing process, and uh, yes, I, of course, I, I want to stand out. I did want to have my own style and my own um, way to do things, uh, but still do letters and still do um, 
things that um, would look nice on a wall, whether that's because of the colors or the forms or the way you uh, just mold letters into what you want them to look like. Um, but of course, I was influenced by, by other people as well. Of course, there are many other writers that would use just a few colors or um, maybe use softer forms, um, especially the, the the French crew, uh, Pau, you know, Orfe and those mm -hmm. guys uh, back in 2009, um, yeah, 10, 11 was like, <laughs> I, I was, I was, amazed with their style and still am i mean I, I love their work yeah they were a force back then they just came, came out of nowhere and were just automatically so good and doing so much as well oh yeah and so much um I, I was just you know um just hunting online for 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 pictures <laughs> i just wanted to see more and more and more mm. you seem to um you seem to put up a lot of uh, uh, sketchbook pages as well. Do you, do you draw a lot? Are you, is, is drawing part of your a daily practice for you? Um, I think it's mainly because I don't paint as much. Like if you go back, uh, you won't see so many sketchbook spreads or pages. I used to paint much more. And of course, when I say used to, um, I refer to the years between, I don't know, let's, let's say 2009 to 2014, maybe, which is just before I came to the UK, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but um, in, uh, Instagram as well, and the way, uh, you know, you're expected, let's say, to have a, an online presence and to show people that you're very active. Uh, I have to confess that, yes, sometimes I am thinking, uh, I haven't painted in ages, you know, it would be nice to show something to people. Uh, why not a, a spread from my sketchbook? And, it, you know, it seems that people really like seeing those those pages, so so why not? Um, and it varies when you, when you ask about how frequent it is, if it's part of my daily practice. Uh, sometimes it is. Um, sometimes I find the time to you know in one sitting to just i don't know, feel like um 10 12 15 pages and most of them are small i think i don't i don't sketch uh in a sketchbook that's bigger than a5 i think um and of course this makes it easier to fill more pages but i like to fill one page and then just move on so yeah so, so you don't have a studio or anything. You just, um, you just uh, work in your sketchbooks and then paint uh, on walls. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, I do have a, a full-time job, so I will uh, just work on projects wherever, uh, whenever they come my way, and uh, you know, I, I will find the space uh, uh, when I need it. But I do, I don't have a studio now. <laughs> and do you do you do uh, like design? projects for yourself as well um in what sense because like well, i've seen you you did you did the 36 days of type where you did your um, distorted psych um font and and things like that so like do you do like um design projects aside from your uh, retouching job 
Oh yeah, yeah, I would. Um, and and when I'm when I say projects, it would be also you know like commissions or. Uh, um, it was really good to do the the Tony Delfino capsule uh, two years ago, I think. Yeah, uh, which was to design, you know, clothes. I had never done it before in such um, a way for such a nice brand. And um, yeah, I would design T-shirts or release, you know, my own things or or design and screen print as well. Uh, but there is six days of type. I think I've done it three times already uh the last five years and it's a, it's a really nice uh challenge because we do we do work with letters and we i mean we writers and um i see it kind of like uh, as one of alphabets that um they're experimental and the way i treat them is experimental as well so one of them was just um they look like neurons, so it was, you know, again, digital daydreams. And it was just one letter and one, one big letter as a big neural. And then the next year I did, uh, you know, the, the boxes with different elements. And then the year after that, it was, again, only letters as illustrations, digital again. Um, yeah, so, so, so I do work on, on other projects, whether that's self-initiated or, uh, you know, commissions. Cool. And how did you get the, um, is, what was the, the clothing range you did? Tony, um, Del Tony Delfino, yeah, Mexico. Yeah. So how had that come about? Um, yeah, it's, um, you know, people see your work, uh, I guess Instagram mostly. That's where I'm, uh, active the most. So yeah, I just received an email, uh, from uh, Smith, you know, from Mexico, uh, just saying how they like my work and how they would like to collaborate. And if I would like to design um, a capsule collection for them, and of course I was, I was super excited to receive that email. And yeah, we did it. Yeah, I love that. The, the mysterious email in the, the inbox just pops <laughs> up and it's like, yes, thank you. <laughs> it's, you know, like falling from the sky, just saying, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing that it happened to me. You know, because uh, you might see that's another thing. You know, um, you you might see people's uh, appreciation of your work, and I don't know if it's the number of likes that means anything, or when actual projects really happen. And um, for me, it's the project. I mean, it's good to see that people like my work, but when I receive, you know, like you said, the mysterious email that says, "Hey." We love your work. Would you like to collaborate? Then, then it means much more to me. Yeah, it's weird. It's, you just don't. You don't think anyone's watching, really, do you? You know, because with algorithms and all, you don't know who's seeing what. And yeah, it's just it's it's a crazy world out there. You know, I'll speak to close friends and they'll have no idea what I've been up to. And then, um, and then, uh, you know, you speak to someone on the other side of the world and they'll know exactly what I've been up to. <laughs> it's it's weird who sees what. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 weird, and uh, to be honest with you, I don't like it at all. How how it has changed, because um, I realized at some point that uh, you know I really like the, I'm sorry, I really like this guy's work, and I I will I would visit you know their profile, and I I would realize that I haven't seen their I don't know 
10 recent posts and maybe that's two months of of work depending on how frequently um you know someone posts and i'm like why why did i not see this you know i love that i haven't i haven't seen it it's been i thought this guy is not you know doing things i don't know it is weird yeah i know it sucks it should just be the way it used to be where just in order of the posts go up that's how it is (laughs) yeah 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 i'd wish yeah yeah but that's all uh that's i don't know shit to do with them i'm sure there's a reason for it but uh the users don't seem to like it yeah so how have you been uh during COVID time have you have you found a lot of time to get creative or have you still been working from home um i i I started working from home about i think eight or nine weeks ago um for my uh for my work and uh actually that was a good thing because um you know it was pretty serious and i think still is here in the uk Uh, so it was good to have the ability to work from home uh and it's also uh it was also good for me and us as a family because we have a young baby now and there was no commuting so and i i could actually see the baby grow to be honest um yeah so i'm I'm still here i'm still at home but uh yeah right now i'm I'm not actually working because um because of the whole furlough scheme mm-hmm so I'm waiting for that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Do, but, you, do, oh, you find you, do you find you work harder from working from home or I don't know, like I, I've never worked from home I've, I've, unless I've worked for myself, you know? Um, oh, yeah. um, well, due to the lack of uh, having a studio, yeah, I think I, I, I like working from home. Uh, it really gives me the, uh, the chance to just uh, manage my time better, you know? I don't have to wake up even earlier, leave home and then come back late in the evening and then just try to find the window yeah. in which to do some. I can actually plan much better, I think. Hmm. Have, you, yeah, have, I think have you found a lot of time to get be creative? Yeah, yeah. That's, I was about to say, uh, I, I really felt like I had more time to, you know, to even sketch a bit more or... Uh, even make a couple of paintings that uh, I was commissioned to do like months ago and now I did find the time. And how, how do you go with commissions? Do you, do you, like, do you, do you enjoy doing them? Do you get many of them coming? Uh, it, it is picking up. I mean, compared to previous years, it's, it's, it's much better. And um, I even had a show last year in, in France, my first one in France, uh, solo show. And uh, that went well as well, but that was a residency. So again, I didn't really need to find the time and space here to to, to create all the paintings. Uh, I spent uh, 10 days uh, in France just preparing the show. And for me, that worked really well because I I wouldn't have the space here to prepare and send everything. So. When, yeah, when opportunities like these, uh, like like these, uh, come, I think for me it's the best. Did you do you say you spent ten days preparing the show and that's it? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't very big. I mean, I in ten days, I uh, made roughly around 
like 50, I mean, I, I made many uh, pieces on paper, uh, whether that was like sketchbook or just um, line drawings uh, on paper. And then I spent another week uh, uh, and I made, I think, 10 or 12 paintings. Yeah, but it was it was like <laughs> you know, like ten or twelve hours a day for for a week. Yeah, residencies are good. Like you can really um just sink your teeth in and immerse yourself in in the art. Yeah, I loved it. It was it was my first one as well, and um, for me it was great because I could actually just forget about everything else and just you know paint all day, just paint, eat, sleep, and that's it. And I loved it. I loved it because, you know, when you have so many ideas and um, your sketchbooks are full of, of stuff and then you actually get a chance and you get, uh, you know, you have this window in which to just do everything. Um, I loved it. I, I think I just work well under pressure when, when time is, um, is a constraint. Uh, it really pushes me to just finish the, the work. I don't know, it's weird, but <laughs> that's how I am. Mm. Yeah, I've I've been I was thinking about that this morning actually. Um just about how I operate in the studio on my own. And I've I've always been a bit of an impatient person. Um and I find it's really good to work on your own schedule with your art. It's um it, you know, we I don't know, like when when you know, when you go out painting with friends and all that, you're waiting around for people and you're doing I don't know, you're at the mercy of other people other people's timings and and how fast they want to move and how fast they want to paint whereas i love um being in the studio on my own and just working at my own speed i find the same when you go to do a residency and you're on your own you're like all right i know what i want to do and i and no one can take me away from it no other priorities or anything like that it's um it's a really nice way to work yeah yeah and i guess i guess it's different things as well um i mean when you do something for yourself whether that's just experimenting in the studio or just uh, for a show and uh, co compared to commissions where people might be a bit more or a lot more specific about what what they want or what they expect as an end result. Um, and I guess it's good to to try to enjoy both processes. Yeah. How, how do you go about taking on commissions? Because it's, I know, I very very rarely take them on um i find that they're re really daunting to do because um you're trying to read someone else's mind like, do you like how do you go about um you know working out exactly what the the person wants yeah um well a few years ago uh, i mean i can say that the first serious commission um uh, because of the budget was maybe 2009 i mean for for our standards back then uh, in Greece, uh, we started, you know, painting in uh, shops and uh, bars and cafes and restaurants, uh, and it was good money. It was really good money, but uh, of course, it had most of the times had nothing to do with where we wanted to, um, you know, go with our style. Um, but I guess right now it has become more about what people see in in my work and then commission me for what they see, not commissioning me because I just have the skills to paint what they want on the wall. Um, and I guess also having a full-time job really um, helps with 
um, saying no to some things just because it's not, you know, what I would like to to spend my time and energy on. So I guess it's better when you're trying to establish a style or, you know, have um, a portfolio full of things that you would like to be commissioned for. Yeah, it gives you kind of the privilege to say no. Mm. Yeah, one of the ways um, I go about uh, commi- you know, doing com- dealing with a client with a commission, like I'll, I'll ask them to send me like 10 photos of, of uh, artwork of mine that they like and then I'll um, see what sort of style they're, they're leaning towards that they want me to do. Do you do anything like that? Yeah, yeah. Most of the times when when people just have the space and they want something, you know, it's it's sometimes they'll say, "Oh, yeah, you're the artist. Just do what you want." But I guess I like I like having some sort of you know restriction in terms of uh, what 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 exactly to do because what if it's completely irrelevant to what they expected. So yes, I do I do that. I will ask them to send me at least I don't know three minimum examples of what they see on my website or Instagram. Mm. Yeah. It always makes it much easier. It's like, cause then you yeah. think, Oh, like I do, you do so many different styles, colors. It's, that. it's like, do you want to, you want to get it right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, if it's a commission, they have, they have to be happy. Exactly. <laughs> when I do, I, I, I want to be happy and it's not about anyone else, but if you're getting paid to, to something that uh, someone else wants then yeah i guess that's how you can achieve it yeah i've noticed with um some of your your newer paintings they're they're a lot rougher and um they're the marks are more like uh drawings has that come from um like scanning in your um sketchbooks and doing digital daydream pieces oh do you mean like uh when you see the strokes yeah um yeah, I guess it's also because I've been using colored uh, pencils and uh, you can really see the strokes or sometimes, you know, uh, oil pasta has really nice textures, especially on canvas. Um, and I've noticed that um, sometimes when I work digitally, things look, you know, a bit cold, if I can use this this word, you know, uh, they're not so... Um, they look less personal. It's just super flat and digital. So, so I would even try to yeah to, um, create a piece on paper, scan it, and then edit it uh, into um, a digital daydream rather than creating you know a vector design that I then uh, superimpose on a wall. Yeah. So does your uh, your retouching um, come into your artwork a fair bit as well? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, not only in terms of um, what I can, you know, what I, um, the ideas I come up with, but also the, the way to um, to create something. I think, yeah, over the past four and a half years that I've been working as a retoucher, I, um, I, I've, I've, I've seen so many different ways to, to do things. Um, and I guess, yeah, like I said, the one informs the other, I guess. And um, definitely, definitely has influenced my work. Yeah. I always find that um, I've, had, I've had lots of different jobs throughout my life. And um, 
I find that as I reflect on my life and the skills I learned on each of these jobs, they, you know, they've all led me to who I am now. And I've got all these um, random skills from, from jobs that at the time, some of them seemed really mundane and a waste of life. But, um, you know, down the track, you see them, uh, the skills that you learn coming into your life. It's, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And sometimes you do something, like you said, like it's a bit, you know, mundane and, and pointless and you think, yeah, well, once I'm done with this, I'm never going to use this, um, you know, skill or software again. But then you just you just own it. You It's one of your skills and it might solve a problem later. And, yeah. uh, and, and we as humans, I guess we are works in progress as well. And we keep learning. We keep learning and uh, adapting to, you know, uh, challenges and situations. And why not use something uh, if, if you can? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, uh, so Bill, are you uh, ready for some rapid fire questions? Yeah, let's do it. No worries. Um, name one artist who you think deserves more shine. Um, <laughs> does it have to be one? No, a few. Okay. Uh, a writer from Austria, Ruin. I don't know if you've come across his work. No. That's R-U-I-N. A second guy would be uh, Rick. He's Planet Rick on Instagram. He's right now in Slovenia. And third one would be from Greece. Uh, would be he's on Instagram as Silver Forms. Um, what's one medium you'd love to work with? I would love to, or that I love to work. You know, like oh, you would love to. But I would love to. Um, I, w- I would really like to to work with uh, clay, maybe, or just make sculptures. Yeah, I could definitely see that uh, working with your style. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I I really do imagine my um my pieces, you know, th- three dimensional, as in real objects. But I've, I never had the the chance to do it. Yeah, you can go from ultra flat for digital to uh to actual uh, objects. <laughs> yeah, that that would be nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's one skill you wish you had? Uh, hmm. I think it's, you know, uh, a musical instrument. <laughs> uh, it's just not, not my field at all. Yeah. You've Playing never played any? Sorry? You've never played one? Uh, I've tried, but, uh, I don't know if it's because I didn't really spend the time, you know, uh, learning, but I'm 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 very visual. That's that's like what I do. Even you know, um, I I, I <laughs> to me um, creating visually uh, visual things. It's just yeah, just my thing. It's just who I am. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I'm the same. Yeah. I wish I I wish I could play a musical instru- instrument, but. I know. I, f- I feel more drawn to create artwork. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Um, who are some of your favorite artists? Uh, so my top three would be uh, Oshemeos at the top, uh, Rhyme MSK, and uh, Horfe. Cool. Surprised that you uh, put Rhyme in there from seeing how different your styles are. I know, yeah, but uh, I really do think that uh, uh, 
he's amazing at what he does and um those those uh well three or four <laughs> if you will uh artists uh are in my top three because because they just do everything from tags throw ups to you know pieces characters um abstract they for me they're like the top three yeah you like a versatile artist <laughs> yeah it's it's amazing to see that someone is good uh at all those things yeah. and every time they do something um i love it so yeah great um do you have a dream project you'd love to work on dream project uh i guess it would be to maybe travel to um an unusual location and just paint you know like an abandoned warehouse you know something like that but it has to do with that yeah i don't know something you know unusual what the whole place or you'd like to take over the whole whole abandoned warehouse (laughs) um yeah whether that's on my own or with other artists uh, i would i would love to just travel to uh somewhere i've never been i don't know i've to be honest i've only traveled around europe so yeah something other than that just to maybe team up with two three other artists and just paint the whole i don't know building and there's a lot of exciting countries out there to go and paint Oh yeah, it's it's endless. Yeah, I did a uh, a painting trip in um in India in two thousand and fourteen, and that was uh that was really exciting. Um, did, yeah, did a lot of yeah. painting over there. Yeah, I think I remember that because you you were blogging about it, weren't you? Uh I did a blog for a time in South America, but in India, I did I made some videos with um Tizer and Ebot. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I do remember the the South America. That's true. Yeah. So you were yeah. blogging about South America trip. Yeah. Ah, oh, that was so good. <laughs> Seeing all the, the places and the pieces, just, yeah. And yeah. the India one, yeah. You painted a lot. Yeah, India was better because I had, uh, no, actually, uh, neither was better, but India was different because I had two friends with me, whereas in South America, I was going everywhere on my own and just um, just finding spots. But gee, and just pain- found so yeah. many good spots, though. And trying to find, uh, you know, like how to paint, that was must have been a challenge. Yeah. Well, I, I got used to it. You you just ask where the hardware stores are. And you, okay. it, that's, that's how, like I built up my, my Spanish just from knowing the essentials, you know, like how to find paint, how to let people know that I'm an artist and that I want to paint this spot or whatever. You know, I had it. And then people think, oh, this guy can speak Spanish, all right. And I'd start talking to me, but I, I wouldn't understand what I was saying. <laughs> yeah wow that's cool that's cool yeah nice sorry i know it's uh it's a rapid fire question but no that's uh, all right you miss blogging blogging nah yeah no nah, um i don't no i don't really it was just at the time it was fun because it was it was back then it was like instagram you know we had no instagram i didn't wasn't really into facebook and there was Flickr, i guess but uh I know. I saw it as a good way of, um, to, you know, being able to show some photos and and put a story with them as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I I blogged for about four years and then I stopped for another three and now I started again. 
I just like it because, you know, like we said, we were chatting before about the algorithm and social media thing. It's just better, you know, there are no ads, there's no algorithm. If someone wants to read the story, they will just, you know, click and read it. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I find it's a lot more like a magazine than, um, than what Instagram is or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah. So, um, so where are you wanting to take your art career in the future? Um, I guess to, to take on, um, even more projects, collaborate with, uh, um, other artists as well. And, um, yeah, to experiment, like I said, I don't know, maybe sculpture would be a really nice direction or, uh, you know, always paint, paint even more. (laughs) That's always a goal. Yeah. And um and do you have any uh like future plans or projects in the pipeline? Uh yeah, actually there is uh I'm working on a book. The first book that is um that focuses on my uh kind of sketchbook work and illustrations that uh, is going to be out uh this summer, I think. Um that's like the big one. Um and yeah, there are some things on hold, to be honest. Uh, some walls waiting, but uh, I don't know when, you know. I guess we're all a bit like that, depending on the country we live in. Uh, so, yeah, we'll just have to wait, I guess. Yeah. Have you had many projects put on hold? Or just dreams? <laughs> uh, there were many dreams, and um, there are some... Uh, print releases and the book that were supposed to happen earlier. Uh, but hopefully will happen. All of them will happen this summer. Cool. And, and uh, they're not sorry, trips happening. Sorry, yeah, they're, they're not trips happening. So maybe next year. Yeah. It's getting really cold where I am at the moment. So I'm, I'm trying to, uh, normally in winter I go somewhere warm and um, yeah, I'm just, this this year, my wife and I are trying to work out what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to definitely be staying in Australia, but um, I don't even oh, know yeah. if all the borders are open at the moment. Yeah, it's crazy, man, isn't it? Yeah. Um, don't know what to expect next. Yeah. So, um, so where's the best place for people to see your work online? Um, I do update my uh, website regularly, but I think. Uh, Instagram would be the best Instagram and my website. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram as uh, underscore Billos underscore. And my website is uh, billosmantho.com. That's B-I-L-O-S-M-A-N-T-H-O.com. Cool. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess it's different when you chat to um, people that, um, do this 24-7, they're full-time artists, and um, uh, maybe the, the, the way you can relate to them. But, uh, yeah, I, I would love to be there and, and have my own studio and be a full-time artist, but I'm not there yet. I guess I guess this is how life works for each one of us. Um, yeah, I, ho- I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah. No, it's great. It's um, it's interesting you say that because I, I did the same course as you. I did communication design. And I, I worked in design for years oh. um, prior to pursuing my art career. But I found that like 
you're getting commissions and everything already and you're doing residencies and having exhibitions and yeah. I find that being proactive in with art, it will lead to you finally um, going, oh, I don't have time to, to work anymore. There's too much demand for my art. Yeah, yeah. And at, at, for, and at first, I, I found the, the, the thing that held me back for a long time was I couldn't see the financial, the finances wouldn't line up. You know, I'd, I'd just look at my art and go, there's no way I'm going to make enough money off that to um, be able to do it full time. But what I realized is when, when you quit your job, you're spending 40 hours a week doing your art and you work out how to make money off it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So, so it, how long have when was um how long have you been a full time artist for? Uh gee, it's it's um not a, it's like three and a half years, like not that long. Wow. Yeah, wow. maybe four I years, nearly. It really picked up, didn't they? I mean, once you did it. Well, yeah, but that's uh, once again, it's because I was spending forty hours a week doing it. Like I had a lot more art to show. I, I was um you know, a lot more active in, in putting myself out there as well. But yeah, up, yeah. up until, up until then I was, I couldn't see the possibility of it. Like the thing that the, the way it happened for me is I had um, my wife quit her job and to pursue her dreams. And I got really jealous. And I was like, like I, you know, a few months later I was like, <laughs> Let, I'm, I want to, I want to do that as well. And um, I knew I just had to make it work financially. And I thought, what's the worst that can happen is I just go out and get another job. But I've never had to do that. Wow. Well, that's a cool story. Ah, thanks, mate. Yeah, I just, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, one of the things I always say on here is uh, leap and the net will appear, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's yeah. good. <laughs> because really, you get, you get one life. Um, you know, you can always say, I, I, I would have liked to, or I gave it a crack, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, good. Good, yeah. good. All right, Billis. Um, thanks a lot for taking the time to sit down and have a chat. It's been really, really good to finally talk to you and um, you know, find out more about your artwork. Thank you so much. Yeah, it it, it was an honor to um, to be here, and uh, thank you. I really enjoyed the chat as well. And you know, uh, we had never, <laughs> we have never met actually, but we've been uh, following each other's work for years. So that was really good. Thank you so much. Ah, no problem.